So Diwali, I think the best way to just start this is just give us a little brief of what you do and we can take the conversation from there, right? Okay, hello, good morning. Um, I'm Adewale Oshinasi, an architect by training, construction project manager, and I'm into development, so as a developer as well. Mm. I'm more or less an all-rounder in the industry, construction, building and construction industry. Mm. So from design to finished products mm. and to selling. Well, Hmm. <laughs> you can say so. The level at which real estate is being growing in Lagos, especially this axis, is alarming. What's going on? We honestly see this money. <laughs> hmm. What's going on? Ichoko and it choke. Make we just do. Bro, <laughs> but, the level at which see my zone, right? Once you drive in, as a matter of fact, construction builders. You don't even let me sleep. Hmm. Back to back. Interesting. Back to back. So I guess what you mean by that is that Lekki has become, so to speak, the biggest construction site in perhaps Lagos. in Nigeria. We used to say Abuja was yeah. the biggest construction site in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality is turning out that Lagos is in, uh, has a very huge competition in that space. Um, what I'll say is going on is that um, it all starts with research and statistics. Okay. So a few years back, there was uh, research done into the housing, um, the number of housing that we have in the country and the shortage that we need to fill. And um, it was realized that we needed about 22 million homes to, to cater for the housing demand and the shortfall, the supply gap that you have mm -hmm. in, the, um, in, the building, in the building and shelter sector of the economy. So what that then did is because people take government more serious than not. And then what, the, what that, well, in terms of the sort of statistic and the area that they're going into, mm -hmm. because um, you'd realize that um, government makes policies. Policies drive um, the economy and the behavioral pattern of the businesses and the um, social characters that you find within a certain space. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, the government says, um, um, maybe the government says 22 million. Let's go to, yeah, yeah. let's use the right topic. Yeah. 22 million, million houses. Uh, there's a 22 million housing deficit. And then what then that means is that you find developers saying, oh, I want to fill that gap. It means there's actually demand for this, hmm. which there will always be demand for housing and shelter. Yeah. So as a result, um, a lot of people in the building industry who can monster capital or can be strategic about getting capital because it's a capital-intensive yeah, venture. Yeah, yeah. People would eat before they wear clothes. People mm -hmm. wear clothes before they even think of um, building, owning their own space. Perhaps they will rent first. Yeah. But even if they are renting, they are still going to need a building to yeah. I mean, uh, meet that um, demand. So as a result, a lot of people went into building, trying to become a developer. A lot of people dabbled into it. So you have, mostly it starts from the people in the construction industry who understand construction for a start. So the designers, the architects, and then you know there are a number of professionals in the industry. Yeah. To the engineers, mm -hmm. you're talking about your structural engineer, mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and then your quantity surveyors, and the other um, people who work in the, they're not, not professionals, but all the people who work in the construction industry, because they have the foreknowledge of construction, they start 
they started looking for people with funds to try to mm. set up real estate. Yeah. And as real estate is one of the most, if not the most stable investment you have in the world, it might take your time to sell, but your investment is there. You can always check up it on is. it. It's not it moving anywhere, except, is, yeah. quote and unquote, the act of God, what you call force major. Mm -hmm. So in the sense that there is um, an earthquake yeah. or there is um, a landslide and something happens to the building. Mm -hmm. In most cases, it should be insured. We, take, we don't take insurance so serious in this part of the world, but in any case, mm -hmm your investment is, so to speak, secured, secured. on land. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I would say is responsible for the spore of um, development activities that you find everywhere. But Lekki especially, because the, the prime urban location you have in Lagos State, the prime, meaning the ones that have the most value, more appreciated, mm -hmm. uh, the ones that our people call the island. And the island for them means Ikoi, Victoria Island, and then Lekki. Lekki being the least expensive of these three locations. And as a result, because construction and development is capital intensive, you find more people being able to afford the land mm. or building to um, fix and flip in this, yeah, part, flip, yeah. in this part of yeah. the world. And as you move further down from phase one, down to Aja and going towards Ekpe, you realize that it's like a domino effect. The the prices reduces, yeah. except for VG, VGC, which broke the jinx. Mm -hmm. And that's a separate matter because um, they actually used um, a foreign company to do their infrastructure and they were able to compete in the market with even phase one prices. But mostly all the developments along that corridor get cheaper as you go towards Ekpe. And mm -hmm. after Ekpe, you enter Ogun State. So the construction yes. activity is going to continue and we're not going to actually meet the 22 million in a short term because of the crisis in the economy compounded by COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. However, um, Lekki down to Ekber is guaranteed to be a construction site for many, many more years to come. That's not going to stop. Because that, that refinery is not there yet, right? That the, refinery is not there yet. Oh, the refinery is almost is, is I, I think the last time that I that I saw something I know they are about it online. Up there, but they are, not, they're, they're about fifty percent ready. Fifty percent. Yep. So by the time that refinery comes through, and I heard there's going to be an airport. I don't know if it's true, but I heard there's going to be an airport in the plan. There's going to be a standard international airport there. What's what is the future of this place? Okay, so those um developments are actually the sort of development you welcome in any economy. So an area of Lagos has been designated to become the free trade zone. Yes. So they call it the LFTZ, that's mm -hmm. the Lekki Free Trade Zone. Sure, yeah. And in the free trade zone, is a place where you can have entrepreneurs and um, investors come set up the sort of structures that actually drive an economy. Refinery just being one of them. Yeah. Like I said, the sort of plan you have in such areas the sort of um, developments you want to see in any good or great economy. Mm -hmm. So it's a, an area in Lagos State where um, a refinery has been designed to be part of the lot, um, an airport, a shipping port, mm -hmm. and um, a number of um, cottage and this was a cottage like a small, medium, and large scale industrial yeah. setting. Yeah. And um, All of this, they've started in bits. Some are in the design phase. Some, like the like of um, Dangote Refinery, oh, yeah, is already in an advanced stage. stage yeah. And um, that in itself 
is good for development in the sense that when an industry sets up somewhere, I mean, everything in the industry is going to be operated by humans. I mean, well, you can argue that there's automation going on nowadays, but you're still going to have humans on, on yeah, ground. To, to it, and yeah. because you have humans on ground, you can have a capacity. I mean, I'm just wildly speaking here. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, a guesstimate to be about, maybe Dangote Refinery would employ maybe a thousand, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just guessing maybe here. 10,000. So what that then means is that when you have 1,000 people in a certain industry, in a certain geopolitical area, it means there is going to be need for accommodation. Yeah. So that creates, is a value chain. So they are producing something, they're going to export and gain income in dollars. And then they are creating a macroeconomy around such stations. Hmm. So if you have a thousand people working in an industry, they need accommodation around that industry. You know, it's only because people can afford the areas that they work to live in that they move Absolutely. actually so, so far. far. Yeah. And it's not desirable if you ask me. If, if most people can afford it, you won't find someone living in Moe in Oku State yeah. and coming to work in, in quote unquote island because Skin. they spend half of their days yeah, on, on the road. road. Yeah. It leads to frustrations, yeah. it leads to health challenges, yeah. it leads to social and behavioral um, mm. breakdowns and the patterns just turn mental because you mm. see people, they come out from traffic or there's a little space in traffic, they are fighting or any little thing because all this adds up to the stress mm. that every human goes through. I I would say, um, not to brag, but I say I've been lucky for a while in the sense that I did recognize from an early age that I don't need to be far from wherever I work. Yeah. So I've always yeah. lived in the areas that I work, work. and yeah. that's a deliberate decision. You mean my question it and say maybe because you can afford it, but I also remind you of when I couldn't afford it. So when I couldn't afford it, a, an empty bedroom in my house became an office. Mm. So it's not all about you can afford it. Okay. You know, it's a deliberate, it's an intentional thing. Mm. It's a decision you have to make. But if you're not an entrepreneur, that's where the challenge is because wherever you find work might then be where you have to travel to, yeah. um, to work. But you can still make a deliberate decision that you want to live within that environment where you work. Mm. Because for me, I see life much easier for you if you wake up and you know that max 15 minutes yeah, or let's I'm, just say yeah, 30 minutes, 30. you're at work. 30 max, you're good. That is still re yeah, that is still reasonable, yeah, but if yeah. you have to travel hours oh, on the road, and it, a whole of a whole of negotiations go through that with the traffic and all that, uh, it's it's insane how people go three four hours on the road and still get to work and still do the same thing going back at night. Like, I mean, people wake up four a.m. just to travel to the island, hmm. and they want to get to work that starts at nine. They wake up four a.m. Yeah. For most ladies, no disrespect, they take longer in the bathroom. Some have to wake up four. Some have to wake up three, just so that they can meet up yeah, for an eight o'clock, like, nine like o'clock. Another opening. thirty, thirty-five minutes of makeup before you hit the road. <laughs> okay. but, well, yeah. before I forget, isn't there a time Lagos State Government made a rule that they shouldn't be land grabbers and so moneyless were actually outlawed in Lagos State, which means it's a criminal offense if you're caught to be an moneyless. Yeah. But they still do it. They still do it. Why do they still do it? Because the politicians control the entity. Because the country. Wait, 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 yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Don't, uh, 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 calm down now. <laughs> Don't lost me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> lost me. I need to understand that line. The politicians control the entity. Yes. Uh, we all just use the word government. What is government? Government is made up of politicians and people employed by politicians to work for the entity. Okay. 
I make rule and I'm still the one who is supposed to. Okay, so there's a system here that I'm trying to describe when mm. I say the politicians control the entity. So they would come in and they want to look good in the faces of the masses and the populace who um, elected them there into such positions. And they say they've outlawed Omonile. So it is a criminal offense to be an Omonile. Mm -hmm. However, two years close to election, a year close to election or electioneering period, they come around with stolen money or monies from different sources mm -hmm. to fund these same Omonile's to grab ballots for them, to control the populace and ensure that okay. they get the votes. As a result, Omonile's are always powerful. Because on one hand, you call them criminals. On the other hand, you're paying them to do your job. Hmm. So what it means is hmm. that they're just speaking to the air. They tell you they are outlawed, but they don't so do this, anything yeah, about them. So at the back end, they still facilitate them. Omonile's are under the ballots. Omonile typically in Yoruba is just a term that refers to a child of the land. So anybody who is born somewhere or raised somewhere can actually be an Omonile. Hmm. But the word has been, um, has, been used, has been used for miscreants who cause trouble in areas that they operate. And now these people are under the head of an area called Ebale, which is like a mini king in mm -hmm. that area, Ebale. The Bales are all under their um, chiefs and the king of that area. We have a system where the strongest politicians are in place to appoint the kings. So they favor their own people just so that when it comes to electioneering, they can canvass support. But how, how do, why is the government selecting, because that's the selection, why are they selecting the king? Is, been kings uh, in the in based on Yoruba history on how this is done is the king not supposed to come from Ifa? Interesting because you're actually talking to a true prince. So oh. I'm from Ejebu Day and I'm from one of the four royal families who actually ascend to the throne to become the Awujale. And um, so we have this title rotating amongst four families. Hmm. And traditionally, you're supposed to be chosen by the god. Hey, no. But you're supposed to be chosen by the gods from the royal family that is next in line to take up. Also, the reason why you have the French ruling, well, you call them ruling houses. Mm -hmm. So they are the royal families and the ruling houses is because if you have a single king, over time, that is going to disseminate into multiple offsprings. So one king, yeah. four wives, for example, 16 children. those different four wives mm -hmm. have four different children. Mm -hmm. They grow up, they grow old, they have their own family, mm -hmm. so it's just going to keep widening. Yeah. So the extended family system, at the end of the day, they will now start being division in relationship. So for example, as a king, if you have a daughter, and the daughter is married to another man, she bears that other man's name, name yeah. and then by extension, she's now related to that man's siblings, mm -hmm. and then their own offsprings. Yeah. So if the name originally started, um, as Olatune, for example, he can end up becoming a Balogun through a daughter, he can end up becoming a Williams through an Englishman. Mm. So, but you now get grouped into ruling houses over time. And when it's the turn for a certain royal um, house to take up the uh, throne, that is where the gods come in. That's a consultation mm. to the gods through the Ifa, mm -hmm. which is a divinity system, I think you're, mm -hmm. you're referring mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And yes, 
that is what is acceptable in culture. Yeah. However, over time, and undeniably, we can all see that there is the greater influence of religion on our society. Hmm. The West brought Christianity and the Middle East brought Islam. And as a result, Islam trickled down from the North and um, Christianity came up from the Southwest South, through the water. And um, what that has translated to in modern times is that you have more Christian and Muslim kings, others in Yoruba land, kings than you used to have in the past. So in the past, traditionally, a king was to be the head of his religious society. So if they were worshipping Shongo, the king would be the head and the custodian of that Shongo, but there will now be a chief priest who handles those affairs in communication with the Ifa and um, what, 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 what we call what, the lesser gods, the, the lesser yeah, gods, yeah. if, you, if yeah. you actually have one of these mm -hmm. westernized religions. And I call it westernized religions because um, unfortunately, 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 there's a, there's a loss and imbalance in history, but that's another topic. I'll just touch on it briefly. Yeah, we're going there. Yeah, so the West. You just took me to my zone. <laughs> the West. Unfortunately, we call it westernized religions, but they're actually not. The West has claimed what isn't theirs. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. So you said they claim what isn't, isn't theirs. theirs. So by Westernized religion, Westernized religions, I'm referring to the two biggest ones, mm -hmm. Islam and Christianity. Islam and Christianity are both from the Middle East. Full stop. Yes. No story about yeah, it. No story. If you ask me where Jesus is from, most people have the knowledge and say Jerusalem. Yeah. Where yeah. is Jerusalem? Middle is in the Middle East. Yeah. If you ask where is Muhammad from, people will say Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Where is Saudi Arabia? Middle, Middle East. East. How come the West claim Christianity? Christianity has been theirs. But like I said, it's in a long stretch of history and a lot has been lost along mm. the line. It's due to the slavery system, colonization. Mm. Mm. Basically, in the past, there were crusades. Sorry, before the crusades, there was just colonization. So you find the Greek army and the Roman army coming into the Persian Empire, the Middle East area, conquering territories and controlling their government. I mean, who are the soldiers who crucified Jesus? Romans, right? Romans, yes. Okay, the Romans are where? From Italy. Italy where? In the West. Hmm. So as a result of this colonization, they took away artifacts and religions, everything they saw prominent and could control the mind of man and society. They took it everywhere they conquered. And... They made the head of the religion a pope in Italy, of a religion they took from the Middle East. But that is a whole topic for another mm. day. Let me know. Let's go back to this mm -hmm, real estate. Mm -hmm. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. We don't with real estate. <laughs> we have to face reality now, mm. right? I want to understand something. Before the Westerners came, mm. right? I'm, 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 you're not there. I'm not there. But I know there, there, there are stories. There's, there are papers. There are histories that. We can run to uh, you very vast on this, so I don't mind being educated about this. Before they came, what was it like? So I'll drop in, a in, in, in Africa. So I'll drop a caveat, Emtoy, which is just me saying that I'm not um, an all-knower in this areas. Yes, I know. But I have read vastly, and I know certain things, yes. and um, to the best of my ability, I think they are true. Okay, so um, the question is: before before the Westerners the West, came, there was a lot going on before the slave trade and all that right because there was there, there, there is a picture i saw one time that shows um queen of england 
right? Mm. And the king mm. um, bowing to an African king. I think it's Ella Silasia or something like that. You know, so there is a uh, a level of modernization in Africa way before these people came. What was it like? If you understand, what was it? What 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 was Africa like before they so came? Into I'll the take you from the history of architecture, which I studied, and okay. um, I think rather than say there was a modernization, I think you you should use the word civilization. Civilization. Okay. So the civilization, the, the civilization, okay. the oldest civilization in the world recorded in history is in a place called Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. And then down to Egypt. Yes. These places are found in Middle East and Africa. Hmm. So by civilization, it just means there's been some form of civility. There's been some form of system, maybe from king down all the way to the street urchin and a slave. And there's a way the system of governance has been run. Everywhere in the world, inhabitable had people and the people who had a control system. Hmm. Either through barbarian way of life, which everywhere in the world experienced, from Europe to Africa to Middle East, when they were eating each other and it was the, uh, the strongest that survives. Yeah. It's still the same thing going on today in a modernized way. It's still the strongest that survives. Only mm. the strong survives, one way mm. or the other. Mm. So they've changed it from physical strength and violence of the radical past yeah. into the intell intellectual, intellectual and mental being strength. able to evolve mm. in today's world through the books and through technology of yeah. more recent. Yeah. So, um, even if you look at the oldest books, the Bible, for example, I keep referring and referencing the Bible, even though I'm a Muslim, mm -hmm. and that's because in Islam, the Bible is one of the five books that make the Quran. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I don't. Let's not expand yeah. the scope too much. <laughs> too much, yeah. <laughs> so, um, in the Bible, Ethiopia was mentioned. Yes. Egypt is mentioned. Mm -hmm. And these are books that are supposed to be thousands and thousands of years, years. old. Yeah. At the last count, some people estimate it to be about 6,000 years old. Thereabouts. Because there's been scenes, the Middle East was colonized by Greco-Romans. That's the Greeks and then the Romans. Mm -hmm. They have started a system of numbering and dating as far back then. So you come across dates in today's age and you see 10 BC, 10 the BC being before, before Christ. Christ. Yeah. So they had a system of dating. Mm -hmm. And as a result, some are able to calculate it to today being about 6,000 years old. So I'm just saying, yeah. whether they are right or wrong, wrong. is another story. Mm. So if the Bible is about 6,000 years old, you'd realize that 6,000 years ago, if we accept that as the true history, 6,000 years ago, there was an organized Egypt. Yes! There was an there organized civil, yes, Ethiopia. Yeah. There was an organized Canaan. There was an organized... In short, we didn't hear of Britain. No. We didn't hear of America. There's no America there. <laughs> exactly. So, um, because there were these civilizations, they had what and who they worshipped. I think ultimately all civilizations are trying to worship God. But mm. trying to worship God the way they know it or what has been handed down to them. 
If you talk about the Yoruba system, we'll talk about the Odudua Odua. and the Eledumari. Yeah. The Eledumari we'll talk about is a reference to God. God yeah. We just believe there's something, I don't even want to use the word man because it sounds belittling, but for the purpose of this discussion, let me just say man. There's a man above all of this. Absolutely. Magnificent, almighty, mm -hmm. controls yeah. all of this. Yeah. So different tribes, different tongues, call them different names. Hmm. Eledumari, um, God, Lord. As a matter of fact, the most popular one everyone calls him is God. Hmm. But God was never mentioned in the Bible. God was never mentioned in the Quran. I say this to you because if you agree with me that these Abrahamic religions are from the Middle East, which they're actually from, hmm. they did not speak English. If they did not speak English, they couldn't have used the word God. Hmm. So it's <laughs> as a result of colonization and slave trade that it took away artifacts and what could control the mind of man and society away and started translating into Roman, Latin, English. Hmm. There is no way Jesus would have said, as a matter of fact, I can be a little bit controversial, but I won't be too controversial. Before you there get was into no, okay. Jesus was in, Jesus never knew his name as Jesus. Of course. Because there was no J-E-S-U-S -S in their language. He spoke Aramaic. And then Hebrew. Hebrew, yeah. They weren't English. So, so you couldn't Wally, have said, my God, amen. Wally, I actually went to Egypt, right? Interesting. I went to see the pyramid, right? I saw the, sp uh, the Spanx. Um, the Sphinx, the pyramid of Giza. The pyramid of Giza. Bro, you will be shocked how, when they said that thing has been existing for over 5,000 years or something, you'll be shocked on how did they build this thing? When you're telling me there's no civilization in Africa, right? How did this come about? Because this is not ordinary. They must have, because there's, there, was, there wasn't a big construction equipment. There, there's no tractor on it. How did they come about that thing? It was, it was... I was speechless. Luckily, you're uh, speaking to an architect who has also read the history of architecture in the world. And um, by extension, those are, those are the oldest surviving structures we have in the world. And they were largely achieved by the mental capacity of the rulers, hmm. the brutal force of their armies, and the strength of the slaves they captured. So if you look at the pyramids, each of the building block of a pyramid is bigger than this table. Yeah. There were no cranes. Yeah. But there were systems that are used in transporting. Most of the time, slaves carried stones as big as this table, as block. The blocks that we use nowadays is just mm -hmm. that much. Mm -hmm. You know, 450 mm by 225 mm, just that small. Now look at this table, this size. You have to carry it. Not because you were that powerful, but because they were going to whip you to, till death if you guys don't carry it. So it was sheer force, trust me. It was sheer force, it was a lot of blood, it was a lot of lives lost mm. in achieving those things. Now, they achieved it. The pyramids were also inspired by their own religious beliefs. You know, they believe kings should be buried yeah, in them, yeah, their in afterlives, them, yeah. uh -huh. and it's just a way to connect to God. So mm. they also buried a lot of, just like we have in Yoruba tradition, Yoruba history. They buried a lot of people alive with a dead king. Mm. A lot of property, a lot of animals, because they believe they should take it. You can argue his ignorance, but they still believe in what they believe in. Mm. You know, because everything rots right there in the ground. Only souls, we believe, if you're spiritually inclined, only souls ascend 
So, Every other thing rots. Mm. So if there is no J E S U S in the Bible, would you say the word? The word, yes. Not the man. Not the man. I know. I understand. Okay. So would you would you say the word Satan could not be the same meaning as issue? Okay. So it is the same meaning, but it is English version. That's the what I'm trying to refer to is that the tongue that most of us pray today is the English version of things. But I had to start by letting you understand, or we had to first come from an agreement that Islam and Christianity came from Middle East. Hmm. That's not in dispute, right? No. Okay, no so it certainly yeah. didn't come from England or America or Italy. It came from the Middle East. So, and you can also agree with me that anywhere a people are from, they have a language. The Middle East, they didn't speak English, correct? Yes, they don't. They didn't speak Roman or Greek. Those ones try to bring it to them. We can agree on this. Yes. So what did they speak? There's a language called Aramaic. Aramaic, yeah. It's more or less like facetized, like unrefined Arabic. Arabic. So you can also check Hebrew. Most researchers will agree with you that um, in, in Jerusalem area, they spoke Hebrew, Hebrew. right? Mm -hmm. All of this are still like, you know, is in their own tongue. Hmm. So if you go into maybe the oldest Bible or the oldest recollection of history, you would find... Jesus praying in his tongue. He couldn't have said, oh, my father, my Lord, my God. No, those are English words. He did not understand English. English. He did not speak English. English. The people controlling their area, the Romans did not speak English either. Mm. So, the oldest recollection of the term God, according to the oldest Bible, is the word Elaha. That is in their own voice language Elaha. so you can also go to google i mean just all i'm saying is over time research and what you read and yeah, this blah blah yeah. blah it's the Elaha that the muslims call allah hmm. so over time every language evolves so today okay like in the past my surname was spelled with an h o-s-h i'm oshinasi o-s-h then there was H, acceptable. In modern Yoruba, there's no H because you can't pronounce it because it sounds like I, E, 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 and it sounds like E. So there's no H. So if you would spell my surname in today, in today's um, writing, it would be O-S-I. Languages evolve. They become refined. But we did not evolve from our, mother, our own mother tongue into English. Right. Okay. So evolution, like I said, ref refinement of language is not conversion. That's not what I'm saying. Yes, I'm not saying. But so what the Hebrew became what, English. Yeah, what I'm saying is, what is happening right now, and what happens afterwards was a conversion. Yes, it was a conversion. It was a conversion by the superpowers that be. Because let me go back to the Bible. Right. I've read stuff that talks about the bible now they will tell you most of what we have in the bible now is different from what the bible used to be from the beginning can i be a little bit it's more been... controversial yes yes that is where we are I'm, I'm not sure jesus ever said bible because the word bible is also english okay in his tongue in his language it was called injil 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 
That's the book. Yes. Okay. So the Injil has been refined over the years by different author, and you know. I would say mostly comp uh, people will compile history. So it's all about the history of the world. Hmm. In the Middle East, the Greeks are there before the Romans. Then the Romans took this thing away to Italy. And they appointed one of their own as the head of the religion that they found in the Middle East, the Pope. You know, so mm -hmm. I don't know how you come to another man's land, still Oduduwa, and go and appoint um, Onyo of, of England. I don't know how that works, but that's exactly what they did to Christianity. No, explain that again. Okay. So what I'm saying is they took a religion from the Middle East, mm -hmm. the Roman armies. Yeah. They took it to Rome and appointed one of their own, an Italian man, as, as the head of the religion that is stole from another region of the world. So that's why I'm saying, how do you come to Yoruba land, hmm. steal Odudua, and go and appoint an Oni of America, for example? Hmm. Oni is supposed to be the highest title king in yes. Yoruba land. Yes. Yes. So how can you now take it and go and appoint, in religious context, the Pope, in another place? Well, it's, let's let's scale it down a bit. Let, let, let's 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 not go too complex. But there's a lot of distortion in the world. Hmm. A lot of a lot of religious people practice what has been handed down to them. Most don't question. Most don't research. And one of the things God actually wants us to do is seek knowledge, and you shall be given. Is seek, yes. Mm -hmm. And through seeking is where we've come to today's technology. Is through seeking that there's research, there's um, technology. Okay. There's progress. <laughs> So, let me get a little bit controversial too, right? Or maybe I'm just thinking too. You might guess I was born like that. Maybe I'm just thinking too loud. This technology thing is mostly channeled and powered by the Western. Would you say is part of the things they actually stole from Africa? So when you say it's channeled, I'm a little bit lost with the language there. Mm. But if you say it's mostly promoted, I would agree with you. No, I, I don't want to use the word promotion. The, what I mean by channeled is every relevant technology that grew over the time is by a white person. It's by a white person. Yes. A and I there is a level of intelligence that is way above you and I understanding which I think is part of what they found in the Middle East that actually powers all these things. Because for you to have moved somebody's religion, it's not just religion, bro. There's so many things in between that we don't understand. I agree with you, but um, um, the sort of conversationalist that I am is the type that dwells on what we know and, and, and leave out what we don't know. So I won't go to the things we don't know. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the things that we know. Okay. Let's ask questions around the things that we know. Yeah, tell us the ones we know. So when you say it seems as if, what I heard you say is that the white man has been superior to the black man in terms of technology or development. 100. I won't say 100. Oh, 100 with the statement, right? 100% that oh, well, I don't agree that is true has been superior when it comes to technology than the black person. Okay, so the white race have been promoters of technology, and I explain it the way I understand it. Technology has a basis, like every other thing. If you want to cook jollof rice, you have to assemble raw rice, your pepper, your tomato, mm -hmm. maggie, and whatever yeah. that you, your condiment, condiments that you use in it. 
the basis of technology is mathematics, physics, chemistry, the sciences. Hmm. Have you ever questioned where the oldest university in the world is? Oldest university we, in the world? Yes, and we can start to use Google to ascertain our answers. Hmm. And have you ever questioned the mathematicians that develop the basis for technology? For example, almighty algebra. Hmm. I know that's a Middle East. Middle East, yes. Mm -hmm. Not the West, because when you say yeah. when you say white men, I believe most people You're refer to, to the, the West. West. Yes. Most of this was actually in the Middle East. Hmm. Right? And um well, those were the bases. Hmm. But the white man, like a typical businessman, is more or less of a promoter. If you would ask me, for example, most of these technologies that we are, we are, we've accepted are like wildfire today. The phones, the laptops, the computer in general. Yeah. Most of them are produced in Asia, not in the West. So what the West does is they assemble brains. They thought they were superior, but when they realized that knowledge was in every part of the world and the most crucial ones was not within them, they started paying people from all over the world. So I think most people have used fear to prevent them from discussing religion and science. Yes. But that's not what it should be. So because people feel they'll be blasphemous if they inquire or inquire into matters of religion or spirituality, they'd rather stay safe and say, oh, please, please, I don't want to have that discussion. It's an ignorant behavior. Hmm. When God says seek knowledge, he's asking you to seek knowledge about everything. God is only telling you don't try to find the source of me because you would not find that answer. Every other thing you can question, you can try to find out. Hmm. Because the question about how did God originate doesn't end. Yes. You can't find an answer. Mm -hmm. It's either you believe there's a God or you believe there's no God, but you would not find an answer to that question. Okay. So if the oldest university is in Africa, oh, in the Middle East, right? Yeah, what was the answer? Did you, did anyone did you, try did to go? Did you check? University of Bologna, I'm no, sorry. I, I've forgotten where the university actually is. The oldest university in history. Old, oldest. Sorry, I'll just do a quick um, search. It's, it's good to, to check. We have all the time. Uh, university of Bologna, no. That's, I, it's not actually the oldest. I say that, yeah, but I'll, I'll get there in medieval times. What's Google telling you? Okay, this has been tried. They, they've tried to um, change the language around this. So if you go to Guinness Book of Records, um, it's actually a university in Morocco founded, um, well, it's as old as 1,159 years. Somewhere in Karen in Morocco, founded at 859 after death. That's Africa. Yeah, that's Africa. That's Africa. Yeah. So what am I trying to bring out by saying this? So maybe probably the old, um, oldest modern university is um, the one in Bologna. Yeah. But there are older ones before then. Africa and the Middle East. 
had a lot of developments amongst them. But we're poor in recording data, hence history. So the white man is a great promoter of things. It starts with recording data, hmm. giving dates, giving histories. So histories become valuable. Value is translated to money. So let me simplify that in a relatable term. There are two artists, one a Nigerian, the second one an Italian. The Nigerian, let's just say the Nigerian has a superior artistic ability and capability. He actually makes a better painting or sculpture. But his works don't sell for more than 10,000, 20,000 naira. But then you have this Italian man. His gift of art is not as in-depth as that Nigerian man. But the value chain around him makes his work sell for a million dollars. How does that happen? It goes to an area in Italy, maybe Sicily Valley or somewhere. Paints Sicily and starts to give data about Sicily. The history about Sicily, the sort of things that has happened around Sicily. And then in his wisdom, he decides that he even wants to sell his painting to the elites. So maybe member of a royal family or something. Automatically, even if his work was bought for the equivalent of 10,000 naira, because it's now being owned by an elite or a royal person, there's increased in value. When that person decides to sell it or auctions it, the value must have skyrocketed above and way above, you know. So there's recorded history. There's all these things that make a product valuable. Meanwhile, the product is not actually as good in terms of in-depth analysis as what that Nigerian man has created. Mm. But he cannot do the whole ecosystem of value chain. Mm. So his work remains where he is. As a matter of fact, I was I was walking a curator through a gallery, a famous gallery in Lagos, a couple of months back, and I was amazed that this person didn't even understand art. And that's a curator of a gallery. Mm. You ask, you point at an art, and you be like, oh, what media is this? And they're like, uh, it's just a painting. Mm. come on mm. that's not enough you can't tell me this is 200,000 if you can't tell me anything about it a white man creates a product with a manual tells you how to assemble it tells you what it's about tells you how to clean it all those things are not the product but it's value creation around the product I'm going to go back to tech oh sorry I've digressed a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> One thing can lead to the other. Yeah. I'm going to go back to tech and the black person. Mm-hmm. Right? So you said the Westerners are good promoters of tech. Of products. Of products. But if you look at the brain behind it, it's from every other part of the world too. Right? But for the ones we know, right, there's always a Western person who champions... That's why I call them great promoters. If you go to the biggest tech companies in the world, you find an assemblage of, in their R&D departments, research and development, it's usually an assemblage of um, Middle Easterners, Indians, Asians, Asians, yeah, and some Africans. And some Africans, you're right. They themselves have become mentally lazy to a great extent. Is it... 
but they are great promoters. They'll bring up the funds. They understand the value. They understand what it can do to the economy. So they bring you and pay you high salaries and go back to your region and produce it. Come back to the West and label it hmm. and put all the histories and everything you need to know and the manners and everything and sell it to the world 10 times the creation price or much more. So they are great promoters. They are good businessmen. So it's not a fluke that Mark Zuckerberg married somebody from Asia. It's not a fluke that Zuckerberg itself is not a Western name. What am I trying to say? Fire. Who is the CEO? Who is the CEO? Who is the CEO of um, Fire? Who is the CEO of um, Microsoft? Don't tell me Bill Gates. I mean, you have to upgrade from there. You know, Bill Gates is not. Is <laughs> not. So if you just Google, for example, so we can start to take our studies with um, facts. Why is my fact checker not on? So, and this is Google, not on. So from Google, the CEO of Microsoft is Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella? That's certainly not a Western name. So if I click his origin, you would find out that... Um, the CEO of Microsoft? Microsoft, yes. <laughs> CEO uh, of Microsoft is not Bill Gates. No, 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 no. So Bill Gates is like the chairman of the board. Bro. See, I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> no, but you're not. This is it's just, busting my it's just, head. It's just like, what one knows. No one is dumb. No one ever is. Are you serious? Yeah. So no. it was. It was actually born in Hyderabad. Okay, that's modern day Pakistan now. Yeah. Or present day Telangana, India, into a Telugu speaking Hindu family. His mother, Pravati, was a Sanskrit lecturer. Anyway, let me not go into the whole thing, but I just wanted you to know that. So that's why I say if you go into the R&D departments of most big tech companies, you see that they're actually not the native white blood, so to speak. They're mm. usually from far east or somewhere. But this is not taking credibility away from, from the folks from the West. Mm. They are smart. And I, when I say they are great promoters, they are great organizers and promoters. So they recognize talent. They recognize products. They understand how to predict the future by making the future. So they assemble all these things that people have individually, put it together. Mm. So there are the four runners in promoting technology. In, mm. and, and you can stretch it by saying in assembly or in making technology. Yeah. But the brains behind them are not most of the time them. Mm. But indeed, the brain for the product is them. Okay. Would you, would you say it is coincidental or it's by accident that the biggest black nation or the biggest um the okay the most populated black nation in history is actually one of the most suffering i believe you're referring to nigeria because it it it, 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 it is and the reason why i'm saying this is We've been talking about Africa as a whole, mm -hmm. right? But when you compare Africa with Asia, with the um, with Europe, with America, Africa has the most populated numbers of black people. That is where black people are originated, right? Yeah. How come is the only continent that is behind on the scale? Hmm. 
Okay, just before this point is lost on me, where we're referring to technology, I'll come back to this present question. Um, let it not be lost on us that the reason why most of these technologies work at the pace that they work on is actually due to um, the calculations developed and solved by Professor Dr. Philip Emagwali. You know, hmm. so most of these supercomputers they can work and run from binary system to the speed that they have today, and it keeps improving because of his calculations. Now that's an able man from Nigeria. However, now um, one of the most important people in the world. Hmm. Um, so I'm just talking about how these things come about. Yeah. But of course, he might not think about creating the computer and selling it for commerce and all that. Mm -hmm. But these are brains that that's why people pick and then they create what they need to create. Coming to why Nigeria lags behind. Honestly, hon sorry, honestly, it started to sound like, it started to seem like it's something mysterious because one would think we have a good educator society. We've been blessed with resources. I know most of the times improvements come in the face of adversity. Mm. And it's through challenge that people usually find solutions and overcome. Could it be that we've been blessed to be too comfortable in this part of the world to start with? Could it mm. be because we have all these mineral resources, we're lazy about thinking around them? Mm. What is the reason for colonization? It's not because the white man felt he needs a vacation that he's traveling around the globe, assembling slaves and stealing stuff. It's so that he can sustain his own society, his own populace, that it go all over the world. So say, for example, Britain colonized most parts of Africa. Why mineral resources, QED? Why mineral resources? Because they needed to feed their population. They do not have the UK, for example. It's a small space. They do not have all the land to use for agriculture because they have an ever-expanding real estate. Mm. So food has to come from somewhere. And they need to feed their people. And because they know how to understand, they, they really understand what to do with all these raw materials. That's why I started with the analogy of making jollof rice. The rice, the pepper, the tomato. They understand how to get all these things, put them together, make it a product and sell it and enrich their society. That's why I call them the great promoters. Hmm. But you can also actually call them the inventors per se, but they are not the inventors of the basics or the basis of these modern technologies. So there are two different things. You can be a great producer, but today you try to sing, you might not even have attention. Yes. I think we can agree from the 100. entertainment industry. Yeah. So the white men are like the producers of this world. But the artists are actually the rest of the world. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Producers of the world. Hmm. What goes on in the world? Pardon my language because the real producer of the world is God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, producer in terms of human capacity, yes. So they are the producers and the directors. But how can you be so blessed better than the producers? How can you be so talented? Let me go that route. Better than the producer of, you get, but you're still the most suffering. Okay, so I would say, um, I would say you can be... Um, there's this boy 
being groomed by David O, that is a hit artist now, his main guy. What's his name? Mayoko. Mayoko. How can you be a Mayoko with all the talent and you can't blow more than David O? See, God has a balance in this world. You can't have it all. I'm sorry, let me go a little bit um, on the social side. Mm. On the social side. So there's this thing we used to call the KNY when we were in secondary school. She don't know what the KNY meant. Not, not the designer, not the okay. designer this time around. No, I don't know. But, I don't know. No. <laughs> Which okay, one? okay, forgive me. We used to use this analogy then. We say that to keg no yash. <laughs> so it means God can give you a lot of this and not give you a lot of that. Or God can give you a lot of ass and then you don't have a lot of this. I'll be, God has a balance. Have okay. You can't have it all. Hmm. Only a few people manage to have an average of most things, but hmm. you can't have it all. So I think to create interdependence and reliance on each other that's the reason why no one would have it all i think and i mean it's it's, it's um, eventually up to god our reasons around these things mm. but logically in the human perspective it looks like yes we have to depend on each other imagine if everyone was created amaphrodite or you can actually um, procreate on your own mm. you might not find a need for a woman yes so God has given you this and has given out that, and you find a reason to come together just so that you can cohabit, you can correlate, you can you can depend on each other, mm. one way or the other. So you think this is about dependency? Because they say problem no the end, or they say, well, I'll be like bicycle. I'll be? Uh-huh. So, and as a, as a, <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a result, mm. I mean, um, people get tired of people easily if there's no need of those people. Most of the reasons we have people around us is because of our need of them. Hmm. You can argue and ask me what do your parents need from from you. Story. Story for the gods. Hmm. They actually needed to prove that they could have a child. When they did, they needed to prove that they could have a hair that will take over their wealth. Hmm. Or if it's not a money issue, they just needed to prove that they were... At least somebody can carry the name along. Yes. It was more or less for their selfish gain the child has nothing to do with that it's it's a reason that comes from a man and a woman coming together now if it's unwanted it's a totally it's a totally different thing though mm. but it's a result of an action whichever way you look at it dependencies yes yeah and so that some believe that once they get old they need people to look after them but they prefer their own blood and kin kith and kin to look after them so they want to have children of their own. Mm. So it's because of this dependence value that we need each other, that we co-work, that we co-relate, that we co-inhabit, that we do things okay. together. Let me, Wale, let me look, let me put it in from another angle, right? Do you know there is a fence around Asia to the Western world? In as much as they do a whole lot of business with the Western, with the Westerners, there is a big fence especially around China, that you cannot easily penetrate them culturally, spiritually, you know, even tech-wise, you know? It's like a protect, it's like a shield. Do you think Africa was too loose? I would say so. Because some... the, the production, the projection says by 2038, China might be the next world power. Right? So... I would say some nations or some territories were luckier than others. 
The likes of China is a very old civilization, and by their sheer size, they're the most populated in the world. I think about 1.6 billion, if I'm right. Yeah, I think we can just reset that yeah. and check. About 1.6 billion out of about 7 point something billion people we have on Earth. So they have that sheer size, and they had good thinking and articulate leaders who could see from the past, defend their territories, and grow the things that they need to defend themselves. As a result, you couldn't find Europeans coming to colonize Damn. the Chinese, for example, hmm. because they could defend their own. And Europe they still did till today. Absolutely. And that is why there's no Christianity or Islam like that in China. You can find pockets, pockets but they yes. have all their own religions. Everything protected. Their mother tongue protected. Everything, Everything protected. Everything is protected. You can't even access Twitter. So, the biggest colonization of the world is passing on of culture and taming the minds. So they come with brute force, with the guns, to enslave you. Because let's stop looking at them as if the only one paid you to Allah. No. Well, only one paid you to Allah in the sense that they, was, they actually outsmarted us. But they came with weapons that we couldn't develop. The difference between the white man and the black man um, she colonized is basically the weapon. Two men are always equal until one pulls out a gun. Hmm. So they had weapons. Our own weapons in this part of the world were a little bit crude. They were basically the charms that we believe that our datas offered. So you can also argue that religion and spirituality is of the mindset. They came not believing any of that crap. So there was no Shango going to cast them out when they came with guns. Mm. And they will blast off the head of the priest. But the strongest man in our own society in black Africa cannot yet slap the priest. So you can also argue that the mindsets, mm. all of this revolves around the mindset, basically. Right? Otherwise, if our jazz was so potent, if all those things we believed were so potent, I mean, come on, they shouldn't have penetrated us that badly. But they did, and they realized that the world was getting more educated, and there was a need for independence everywhere in the world. So they transferred their culture and their way of thinking to us. And they transferred it in a way to cause what you call phenomenon of neocolonialism so that that colonial that colonial that colonization never ever stops from the old type of colonization to the new types of colonization so they gave you their, their sort of laws their way of thinking their culture you know everything and we the the better side the, sorry the better um areas of the society where they colonize the so to speak elites always try to emulate the British man so that he looks higher because the British man has created himself oh, yeah. as the superior figure. Hmm. So we always want to wear our shirts, our ties, we're better. What makes you better than that man that is wearing Agbada? Agbada is what, is what he knows in his own culture. The same thing applies, the same philosophy is the reason why you walk into a church and you see picture of Jim Caviezel representing Jesus Christ on the fucking cross. I'm happy you mentioned this particular point because it is controversial and I stopped mentioning it. But you're right. The image of actors are all over the world representing God. Yeah. QED. The Bible only describes Jesus. Then actors came up and then their photos are everywhere. And you don't call that idol worshipping. 
Hmm. I'm sorry, that is deep, but another conversation for another day. Because you know, idol worshiping <laughs> to mean worshiping images oh, and objects. Wale, see, eh? you have to, we have to be doing this like in, because people, we all need to be educated and understand that we are, Africa is a different animal only if we can understand what the basics are, you know, and use other people as examples to actually see how we can fix ourselves better because i don't think it is a okay we understand there's corruption and but these things started from a point there's so many of these things that still delivers to some people that they're even higher than the thinking of an average person you know and the brainwashing is because i, I saw a news recently that they returned some artifacts to benin um from england also you know and I was saying that, can you return the brainwashing, the mental slavery? Because that is even way more deeper than physical objects. So that's the neocolonialism I'm talking about. Neo being N-E-O, colonialism. So you can also Google that and check what it entails. So it's a way of controlling the mind. The Westerners are so smart that they took things like when we were talking about the Middle East and the Greco-Romans, they took things that could control the mind and the society. So what controls the mind and the society? What people fear? People fear what they don't understand. Mm. So you come to a part of the world and people could die for disbeliefs. They took those beliefs and imposed it on their people to create order in the society. To create order. In the society. It's a way of controlling the world. And... Um, Brainwashing is not something they can return to you because they washed it from you. You have to reclaim it yourself Edu through educate education. Your educate your mind. Through education. Hmm. So, is it true that in the name of Vada, who hath in heaven, hallowed be thy name? Did Jesus say all those things? He certainly did speak English. We can well, always what, agree what that if, he didn't speak English. Yes, but what if it was translated? Okay. So when it comes to issue of translation, I always tell people to look back at their mother tongues. It is diff it is almost it is very difficult to successfully convert one language to the other. Always very difficult. Also. Also. If you say Olorun in Yoruba, for example, as your Yoruba man, in English you would like to call it God. You say God, she can say Lord, he can say Master. And it would all mean the superior person. Right? Mm -hmm. That's because there's always a loss in translation when you're converting from one language to the other. It might not be so much. We get the picture. Yeah, we're talking about God. We're talking about Almighty. You can qualify mm -hmm. it and all those different words can mean different things but similar. Hmm. So, um... Is it possible? That's just a question. I have my own answers, but I'm just opening the minds of mm. others. Yeah. Is it possible that um, when you took this thing from the Middle East, who took it? The Romans. Remember the Greeks too? Mm -hmm. How did the English get it? Through King James. How did King James, King James get it? Through the Crusades. Those were wars. They also... so. 
the Greeks and the Romans stole it from the Middle East. <laughs> the British Empire stole it from oh, them no. when it became more powerful. Mm -hmm. Right? And every time it is stolen, they convert it to another language. There are people in a committee who sit around it. Those are the people you might have referred to earlier on as authors. I won't say authors, they were compilers, but they added their own jara and removed their own. What did you understand? So I'm sorry if Wally, I referred to the Old Testament. Wally, on a closing note. Okay, wonderful. The World King James Version is not a fluke. It is not. It's deliberate. It's due to crusade. Thank you, my brother. You're welcome. If people want to follow you, do you have social media handle, things like that, they can... Uh, no, I'm just Adewale Oshinese on Facebook and Akual on um, Instagram, but that's it. I'm not really out there in the social space. It's really nice talking to you. Yeah, thank you for and having we, me. We have to do this again, again, and again. My pleasure. Thank you, people, for listening. Love you all. Bye. My name is Jobless. Oh yeah, pack it, pack it, pack it, pack it. This is the remix. Eruku Yapalori remix.